This is He Said, She Said. Brought to you by the Urban Breakdown Podcast. Number one, baby. Uh, Mercedes, let's go. He said, she said, what did they say? He said, she said, what did they say? He said, she said, what did they say? He said, she said, check out what they say. What did he say? What did he say? What did she say? What did she say? What did he say? What did he say? What did she say? What did she say? Welcome to another episode of He Said, She Said with Mercedes Wright and F. Christopher Blue. Today's featured guest, Van Lowry, known as Mr. Van, on the hit show, A Black Man's Perspective, and his wife, Camille Brown Lowry, a mental health therapist doing big things in South Carolina. Yeah, hello. Oh, yeah. Topic. All right. So the topic for today. So the topic for today, I thought it would be a very interesting topic, and I actually have been wanting to, you know, venture in this direction for a while, but it's kind of a touchy subject for some people, especially women who want to justify it, but it's raising the children after the relationship and parents, both male and female, using the children as leverage. So that's our topic for today. (sighs) And um, um, I've been married before, you know, married and divorced. And I, I never put my ex-husband in a situation where he had to wonder if he was going to see his kids based upon an argument that we, we may have had or a situation where we didn't agree. But there are some women who find it okay for multiple reasons and not just arguments. Sometimes some people, men and women, if they can't get something either sexually or emotional out of the other person, they'll dangle the kids over the other person's head. Like, um, oh, I'm not going to come see my child because you won't mess with me or I'm not going to let you see your kids because you won't deal with me. And there, it's, it's a whole world of basically what I consider is toxic to the children in the long run. Um, that type of, a, you know, approach when it comes down to two people who are no longer in a relationship. Because at the end of the day, once the relationship ends, that doesn't mean the parenting relationship with the children ends. It's just two adults couldn't get along. The kids are still there. So that's that's just my you know basic perspective to it. Blue, what do you think? And I agree. I believe that you know once the the bow breaks, <laughs> the cradle still shall rock. That we should all still find a way to be able to raise our children together. We should still find a way to be to co-parent effectively, despite the fact that you and I are united on that loving or intimate or sexual front that we once were. But yeah, like you said, I do find, it never happened to me, but I do find that um, people do dangle their kids, use them as um, bargaining chips. I wish we had one of our other homies on the show um, as she probably could give us a lot of insight, but she's not with us today. Um, and why is that? We find that, you know, a lot of times people, they're not in a relationship for the right reason for jump anyway. A lot of times these sexual relationships may be out of convenience. Or kids, the kids were an afterthought or a consequence of the relationship and not necessarily planned for the relationship. And then when that relationship is over, since that was the only thing that brought them together, no real investment, you know, by maybe one of the partners, then all of a sudden that child becomes a dangling chip. Oh, you don't want to bow, bow, bow? Well, guess what? You can't see boo-boo or, you know, vice versa. Or however, I'm not seeing boo-boo because you acting stupid and won't let me carry such and such on the taxi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there are a lot of different reasons why two adults may disagree, but at the end of the day, it's like in those type of situations, no one is thinking about the child. Like, 
the, like you said, claiming taxes. Mom and daddy moving on to a new boyfriend, new girlfriend. That's a problem too. New relationships cause big problems where the other parent may dangle the child and try to use the child as leverage or, or a, a reason to start an argument or to keep bitterness and bickering going. So mm-hmm. there are so many different reasons, but at the, the kids are innocent in the situation. They, they didn't ask to be here. They definitely didn't ask for those two individuals to be their parents. They shouldn't be, you know, a casualty of the situation just because two grown people who should not be acting like children are acting like children over children. It's just something that I can't agree on. I, I know a lot of people, um, my, my, when my relationship ended and when I, you know, went through my divorce, I actually, you know, I was very calm about the situation. I never called him, never screamed at him, never really asked for much. And um, but but on the other hand, there were times where you know, oh, so you going on a date? Oh, I'm not dealing with the children. Or in a situation where the older two children weren't his, if he couldn't get his way, oh, well, I'm not taking care of them anymore. You raised them since day one. Are you high? But which was cool with me. I mean, you're you're not obligated to the children. I understand that. But he would also use them as a means to try to get back at me. Well, I'm not going to take care of them since you, you want to move on and you want to date now that we divorce. Stuff like that. Like, people are really bitter sometimes after a relationship ends. I've been through it, and it's not, it's definitely not a fun thing to go through. So, I will say, um, just to add to that, I definitely, I'm 100% in agreement with, you know, it is detrimental to the child and the child's development. Working in mental health, you know, seeing children who, you know, without parental figures that they need in their lives, the impact is treacherous because they don't, they don't, they be, they become adults who don't know how to navigate relationships. Um, but to talk about your point, I find that, you know, I don't, I don't, and I haven't really figured it out, but it always seems to be, well, I'm going to disconnect from, either disconnect you from the child or disconnect myself from the child because I'm mad at you. And it's always the child being the focal point. And I never got that. I don't, I, don't, I don't get why we can't disconnect ourselves from the adult relationship and leave the children completely out of it. I've seen women do it to men where you can't see your son or your daughter because you're not doing this, this, and that. Or, you know, I, I don't always see men do it, but hearing your perspective, I'm sure it happens where men become jealous of, women who have moved on and then they say, well, I'm not going, I'm going to not show up for my child because I don't want to see you, you know, progress in your life. And I don't think, you know, I think it's an immature kind of selfish in a way um, perspective that they take because at the end of the day, my relationship with you should never, should never um, impact my relationship with my child because that's my child. And you know, I grew up in a home where my brother, even though he's, he's my brother, he's not my father's child, but she wouldn't know that because his father was never around. And exactly. he never, you know, but, you know, thankfully, my, you know, our dad was there. He took care of us to care like, like his own. And, you know, it, it bothers me that his father never desired to build a relationship with him. So he would never know, you know, you don't know your heritage. You don't know your, you know, your, your family line. And... Nowadays, you got people scoring anybody and everybody. You got cousins that's getting together <laughs> because parents don't know how to communicate and say, you know what, I still want to be involved in my child's life so I can at least, you know, be a part of their growth and development. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. Like, it was like that in my household where really the, the oldest two, he just took care of them and everything was fine until we 
broke up and he started now right now to this day he, he's back taking care of me he changed and he doesn't do any of that anymore but it was kind of it was definitely hard dealing with it um yeah. the, the bitterness of back and forth because and and if he will tell the absolute truth i never asked him for anything i didn't ask him to raise the oldest two he's the only thing they knew is daddy and i still to this day don't ask him for anything i literally don't ask him for anything i'm not one of those bickering bitter women who want to hold the kids over their head and things like that i just you know so so when when you have that comfortable situation where you well, i take it back where it could be comfortable and you make it worse than it should be you know you got to bring it back to where the kids are comfortable because during that time, you know, the kids, well, mommy, I miss daddy. Why is daddy not here? You know, stuff like that. And then it seemed to me that he was closest to my second child, which is my oldest two kids. Uh, they have their own dad, but he was closest to my second child, which is not his. And, you know, he was like, oh, well, I miss him. I was like, I'm pretty sure you do since y'all were so close. Don't don't write them off because you're mad at me. So now, you know, they have the perfect relationship, all five of them. He takes care of all five of them. In fact, they're all with him right now. It's just back then seeing my children ask for their dad, even the ones that were his, that are his kids, like, it's just not fair to the children. It's like, mommy, we haven't seen daddy in like a month. We haven't heard from daddy in like, you know, six, seven weeks. What's going on? Your daddy want to be busy today, baby. That's all it is, you know. And, and, and mommy don't have to deal with it because at the end of the day, I have to take care of you guys. I have to work. I have to make sure you get to school on time. I got to comb hair, iron clothes, wash clothes, and do everything else. I don't have time to wrap my mind around one adult really acting like a child in the situation. Because that's what it comes down to. I don't need a sick child. I need an adult to co-parent with me is what I need. That's it. Well, my perspective is a little bit different because um, I'm dealing with it personally because I have a son with another person. And, uh, and this is purely like recent. Like he's financially, he was taken care of, and we conversed about me communicating with him more because I was lacking in that area, and I, we talked about that. And I told her I, I, my communication skills are not really good when it comes to phone conversation. I'm not, I'm not great at it. But uh, I haven't talked to my son in all oh, like a month, almost a month now, because he made the, the, the personal decision. This wasn't a decision like my son verbally said I didn't want to talk to my dad. She made a, 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 a personal decision to say, you know what, I'm not going to let you talk to your son. Lo and behold, that she still has conversations where he still talks to my mother, talks to my brother, talks to my sister, but doesn't talk to his father. And she made the yep. decision not to call me. I've called her, text her and tried to talk to my son on the phone and she's made this personal decision not to pick up the phone, not to let my son, not, not only that, but not to not let my son call me because one random day that she wasn't home, my son called me on the phone and said, daddy, I wanted to talk to you. So she's preventing my son from talking to me. So this is, this, that it, it, it goes into the, the bubble of holding my son against against me and she's probably trashing me right now telling me telling my son disrespectful things about me or not that are completely false and him absorbing all that and if this continues and my son gets into the ages to where he verbally starts to ask his mother why didn't my son do this and i still talk to my grandmother why does my why does daddy not talk to me and i still talk to my aunt and she has to tell him 
the truth. Not a lie, but the truth. He's going to be pissed off at his mother for keeping him away from me. Yep. As if, as that, that has to be a tough situation. I can only imagine what you're going through. Like, there... Hmm. And I also firmly believe that after a child gets to a certain age, I'm not sure the age of your son if I missed that, but um, I don't feel like the you should have to go through the parent anymore to speak to the children. Like, my kids, if their daddy calls my phone, I hand them the phone. I, you shouldn't have to beg to see your children. As long as me and him communicate to make sure, of, like, okay, this is his weekend, so what time are you coming to pick up the kids? He told me earlier today I'll be there around about 2 or 3. Cool. I got the kids ready. He got there a little bit earlier, which I didn't even, you know, whine about it because there's no point in arguing about it. I just heard and got them done. And, um, but the kids answered the phone when he first called on Wednesday telling them what to pack because they were going somewhere today. So, so you know, I shouldn't, as long as, as long as the communication is there between him and the kids, especially with my oldest being 11, y'all have that. Me and him really don't have anything other than to confirm the stuff that we have to do for the kids. Like, he has to drive to my house and get them. I need to know what time. I, you need to pick them up from my mama's house Sunday because I got to go to work early. Cool. I need to know stuff like that. You can't communicate that to the kids. But everything else, you shouldn't have to fight the other parent to be able to communicate with your child. There's no reason that you should have to go months without speaking to your children because of the other supposed adult. That just makes absolutely no sense to me. It's one of those things where some there's there's got to be there's got to be a point where you just got to feel like you're not handling the situation correctly as the other person. Like you just got to know that you're causing you know unnecessary pain and ridiculousness between that child and their other parent. You got to. I, I don't know if, in, in your case, the other baby mama or whatever, whomever the situation be, I, I just wonder, do they ever be like, you know what, I'm being stupid. Let me just recollect myself and let this man see his child. I just wonder where's the turning point for some women. I just wonder. Or men, in that case. I just wonder where they just wake up and, hey, I'm hurting somebody, and it's not helping anybody, and I'm literally, in the long run, hurting myself. Do you know how happy I am after being stuck in the house on all these snow days with them kids? They go with their daddy and I got some free time. Please <laughs> go with your daddy. <laughs> go. It's been two weeks. You haven't seen him because he comes every other week. Please take your kids and I'm gone. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just can't be that bitter. I just, I don't know. Aside from the free time, I love the fact that my kids love their daddy, no matter what he did to me. <laughs> I think um, it's just, I think what it comes down to is is just a personal vendetta. I think that's, it's like I want to get you where it hurts. And I can't get you, I can't, the only thing I have that will hurt you is your child. And I don't think it, you know, I really don't think it's thought long term. I just think it's thought in the short term. Well, if I don't have to deal with you, I've been, you know, because one of the things I know for my husband's situation, um, our son is, he's not, he doesn't live with us full time. So it's easy for her to say, you know what, well, I don't have to answer the phone. He lives in another state about eight hours away. So it's easy for, you know, him, for her to say, you know, okay, well, we just won't, I just won't communicate with you. I can pretend you don't exist. And right now it's easy because he's, because he's only six. He's six. So his world is pretty much, you know, not really focused on the impact of not seeing his dad. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, we won't see a great impact with that because he's got siblings, he's got school, he's got, you know, he, he's a kid. He's just being a kid. But as he gets older 
and the time grows, you'll start to see the effects of that. And I think that's when people have that turning point. When he's 12 and he's like busting holes in the wall or he you can't get his, his anger under control or he's acting out in class. So I said, well, why is he acting out in class? Well, what happened? Oh, that time when I, you know, when I did this and that, now I see how the impact, because it's not immediate. You know, you don't really, they don't really see the immediate effects of that. So right now it's like, oh, I'm just getting at him. And I bet you he's hurting. And I bet you he's struggling. And I bet you she's feeling this way. And I bet you feeling that because I'm doing this. Because yeah. it, that's the point. It's a vendetta to make it hard on the individual. It has nothing to do with the long-term effects of the child. So short-term, okay, you got your point across. But long-term-wise, what what is going to happen to that baby? How are they going to respond? Which which is true. And also, on top of that, back to the acting out in school and class, as a single mother, always being the one to show up to the school, people pay attention to stuff like that. So where's yeah. his daddy at? Well, yeah. as a mother, how embarrassing is it for you to have to say, oh, well, he's not here because of me, you know? There's, yeah. no, nobody's going to admit that. No, no, no one that yeah. I know is going to actually openly admit, you know, I caused the problem. I just got an argument with his daddy like a month ago, and that's why he hasn't heard from his daddy in four weeks. And here we are. He's acting out in school. And there are some people who are in denial about it. Like, yeah. I actually had, as a 31-year-old woman, I actually had a conversation with my mom. I was like, um, I was like, you know, it, in the long run, without my dad being around, it hurt. And we actually saw a lot of them bickering. You know, and there was something my, my dad did wrong, too. Don't get me wrong. But there were some times where I felt like the argument was unnecessary and all I wanted was my daddy. I could care less why y'all arguing. I could care less what y'all mad about. I, he's standing on the porch. I'm standing on the porch. Are you guys really going to argue to the point where I can't leave with my dad? And I was between like the ages of seven and 12 during these time frames. that happened so often. So that, too, like you may hate my dad. He might even be a half-ass sometimes but as a child all I knew was that at that very moment no matter what my parents were going through I wanted to be around my dad and that's another thing I had to live that growing up as a kid now once I got older you know I built a relationship with them but that it, it didn't feel good it was one of those things like where as you guys are divorced where do I come into this crappy mm -hmm. argument that you guys are in so mm -hmm. that's another thing where's the dad I can't the, I, the only time I can actually tell you guys that I actually had my dad in like a school situation I was walking across the stage from graduation and my dad was there he mm -hmm. there were no other times where he could really be there because there was always back to the situation where the other person moved on well she can't be around well that's his wife he's been married to her for 10-15 years now that's yeah. none of our business anymore. Let that go. I want my dad at my graduation. You know what I'm saying? Okay. With or without right. my stepmom, but as right. much as I love my stepmom, I didn't tell daddy. And, and, and I hated to feel like a, a girl missing her daddy at the age of 18. And, and it, it didn't feel good. It felt like crap. It really felt mm -hmm. like crap. But then on top of that, there are other casualties that come along with missing the dad in the situation or the mom, and depending on whether, you know, whatever side of the family. Yeah. Grandma, grandpa, other cousins, mm -hmm. other siblings. Uncles and aunts, all that family's missing in this bitterness. It ain't just the parents. It's, it, you're missing out on a lot, you know? And I didn't get to have the proper relationship I wanted to have with my grandma. And when I did get to reach back out to her, I was like 17. She passed away when I was right before my 21st birthday. So I didn't even get to, get to you know, I, I'm, she died like two weeks before I had my daughter. So I'm like, you know, that's when I needed her the most because I was building a relationship with her and, and it was like a blur. That four years of getting to know her 
by missing out on my childhood with my grandmother, it was a blur, all because it goes back to my parents couldn't get along for me. So, it's, it, as a 31-year-old woman, it's definitely one of those things where, geez, you, you know, I look back and I refuse to let my kids feel how I even feel today thinking about it. I'm past it, but thinking about it, it actually hurts to even think about. You know, knowing that your kids might go through that if you act in the same manner. So, I'd never do it, but there are people who who are comfortable with it and they sleep well at night. I can't do it. I think it just has something to do with where they are and that in their state of mind because they see, I think the perspective is, and this is just trying to, you know, play both sides. The perspective is you are toxic because you are not this for this, for me or for this child, because you are toxic for me. I guess really, that's really what it is because you're toxic for me. That therein means you're toxic for this child. So therein you don't need to have a relationship. And so those personal feelings, whether it be, well, you're not doing what I want you to do. You're not doing what I think you should be doing. You're not, you know, you are inviting people in, in your life that you shouldn't be inviting. Whatever it is, that person takes it as it is a, it's toxic. It's not going, it's not healthy. It's harmful. It's hurtful to me. And because it's hurtful to me, it therein is hurtful to that child. And so it, it, they, they see it as I'm protecting my child from whatever you bring. And so in hindsight, if I wait, that's, that, you know, it, that, that, that doesn't make sense. But because just because I've married somebody else, that's not harmful to my child. <laughs> that's not harmful to you. But exactly. pain is pain. And so... Hurt, you know, I think it's just they're, they're hurting, they're feeling whatever they're feeling. And because of that, it's like, this is my way of protecting myself from more hurt. And they're not protecting our child from more hurt. And so, you know, and I, and I get that, you know, because as mothers, as fathers, we want to protect our children. And so we do whatever we can to protect them, even to their detriment, not realizing it. So I think that that kind of is the perception of it and that's probably why they can sleep at night because it's like I mean true enough you have some who's like I, I'm you know it's, it's a jealousy thing it's an envious thing it's a anger thing and it's just they're just vindictive but there's others who are just hurting and they're like I gotta protect my baby from this hurt if I, if I gotta do what I gotta do <laughs> to protect exactly. my baby from the hurt and so not really seeing that you know I think co-parenting is one of the hardest job to do and I say that because um, you have to really always be the bigger person in every situation and circumstance yep. both parents do and sometimes one more than the other but you always have to put your pride your ego your your pain and, and it's hard to do sometimes even as adults we're grown but it's hard to do and let some, you know, and, and it, take, it stabs on your ego, it stabs on your pride, it stabs on your character, who you are. And I think, you know, when that happens, you know, people respond differently. And, you know, I know like for my husband, just him going through what he's going through, you know, it, it's, been a, it's been a struggle for his, his it's been a, it, you know, it's been a struggle for his ego, for his pride, for his heart. He's hurting. He's hurting. And on the other end, so is she for whatever reason. And the only way that you can get to that healing is by letting that go. And people don't want to do that work. They don't want to forgive. 
They don't want to make amends. They just want to stay in that hurtful place because with that, they don't have to deal. It's like I can deal with whatever pain I, that you did to me and I can remove the child away and they never see you. And guess what? I'm done with it. But that's not the way that we heal. That's just the way we sweep things under the rug. Totally agree. She got a point. Okay, and um, so we got Brittany on. Brittany, what do you think? She basically don't say it everything. I mean, like far as like protecting your child, like like she was saying about how they can sleep at night. Yeah. I I that 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 is a big. I thought of that, but the way she put it, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you may be hurting maybe due to maybe your father or your mother not, you know, doing for you, such and such. But at the same time, it's like, but why sit up there and let your child hurt the the same way that you did? Like, it's more so of, how about you, since you know better, do better. Yep. They're the total opposite. And some don't want to do that. And then, because I kind of got a basic, the, the, a little bit of the end of it. I probably don't hear about maybe 10 minutes. But, um, and like one of my situations I had, well, I'm pregnant or whatnot. Me and the father got into an argument about something about us. I had a doctor's appointment and I had like a, a little gender reveal. He goes to, well, I ain't coming to neither one of them. But I'm like, that had nothing to do with this child. Our conversation had nothing to do with this child. Nothing. So to me, I felt like that was a cop-out. So now that makes me nervous as in the long, like when I, you know, when I have the baby and we probably end up getting to an argument, which I'm now trying to just make it only strictly about this child. Anything I contact with him, text, call, whatever, about the child. I don't, I don't call him for, hello? Yeah, everybody's here. Oh, um, I don't call him for no, my, my personal reasons, no nothing. It is, it's just strictly about the child. That right there would bother me too. Like if you already being bitter before the child get here, like what are we going to go through when we plan the baby's birthday party or when we just, you know, doing random stuff for the baby, or if the baby got to go to the doctor. Like, that made me not even want to call you. Like, period. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and like I said, it, it's, it's, it's alarming. Like, it's, it, it, it kind of scares me because I'm like, I'm going to need your help. But just because you're mad at me, and I ain't going to lie, I'm still mad at him, but I'm putting that all to the side. Because as of right now, we're not going to get that we're not he's not ready for that conversation to actually have where we can end up being even more cordial but I'm being cordial because of this child I'm being the bigger person because of this child because I can, I can be, be like you know what I ain't gonna tell you you can come to the ba- uh, uh, doctor's appointment the baby shower I, I, I don't even have to tell you when the baby get here I can do all of that but yep. I'm not going to do that because I also have a a, um, a seven-year-old. You know, all I asked the dad to do was let him know who you are. 
no money, no nothing. I ain't asking for nothing. I've been where I've been saying that for seven years. My son will be eight next month. He came by my house one time and I wasn't even at home and left a note on my door because I won't drop child support but before I put you on child support you weren't doing anything so to me like okay since I got you on child support you still not doing nothing sometimes in those situations the the co-parenting side the best way to co-parent with those type of situations is just single parent <laughs> and I hate to say it but that's what it comes down to and and, and, no and, and it's like co parent with situations like that and and it's aggravating because I gotta sit up here and explain this one day yep and this is a daily thing that I think about like it it literally it breaks me it I, I cry <laughs> a lot because my son's getting older he asked me twice about a daddy and my son, at the same time, my son, he has autism. It just don't come across his mind like a normal child. But it was just the point that he asked. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yep, it's coming that conversation that is, is That it, conversation is fin to come. Yep. And he's older. And I'm, and I'm and especially when they have school functions. Dad show up, he, stuff, you know? Yeah, and, it, and, and, and it's... It is. It, it 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 blows me. Like my mind is so overloaded right now till it's not even funny. And then by this this dad, if we get into argument, he like doing cop out. Like I said, it makes me nervous. It, it scares me because I'm just like, man, come on, back to square one. That's yeah, and I'm just like, and and and, and it makes me feel like I have felt as a parent. Well, Even not, though people tell me no, no but it's just, I guess it's yeah. like also in choices, the choices of people that we, but it's like at the beginning, of course, as my mama say, the, the, the quickest way to get rid of somebody had a child. But I'm just like, I'm just asking them to be there for their kids. I'm not asking you to be there for me. I'm good. What hurts me is that in the long run, my kids going to be hurt. That's what hurts me. I'm not hurting because of me. I'm hurting because of my kids. Yep. I, I totally, and, I totally and, agree. But at the same and, time, at the same time as, as adults, we have to bring it back around to ourselves sometimes. Like, we made the choice. And at some point, those people give off signs that they're not partner or parent material, co-parent material to begin with. We ignore those signs because we like them enough. We like them a little bit. We like to spend time with them. But... If we all sat down and looked at our relationships a little bit harder, a little bit longer, we probably would not make the decisions that we make to be with these people long enough to have kids with these people. Like, if, if I look back at the two, the two men I have kids with, I would have never. Because God knows I wouldn't <laughs> want to be in this situation by myself now, you know, where yep. at the end of the day, even though my ex-husband is still there, I'm still waking up to my kids by myself every morning, you know, and they still just got mommy. There's no stepdaddy in the situation or anything like that. Mommy is in that dating phase and, you know, talking to somebody phase. It's just, you know, they still primarily, you know, have mommy. They have daddy um, maybe, what, six or seven days out of a month every other week. So yeah, it just depends if he comes and gets them on a Thursday, or Friday. If school is if school is in, if school is in or not in. So that's that's uh, yeah. I mean, cause, cause trust me, cause, 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 cause trust me, I I I do take big a big a big chunk of uh, a responsibility at it. Like yeah. I really I do. Like it it 
because I always say if I have another child, I want to be with the person that I'm having my child with. I want to at least make it right the second time. So. Yep. Well, or, or if I can, or if I can, if I, out, I mean, but, yeah, I'm but it's like, at first he, at first, of course, yeah, I guess everything great, everything good, whatever, blah, 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 but it, some of the signs was there, but it was blurry. So just to say, like, bam, it was right there, I'm like, okay, uh, uh, uh. But I will say, I will say this much about like my my marriage. It was like a blur, and then now that we are co-parenting and we actually getting along, it's actually you know, it's less of a blur. Like I, I can't really remember all the bad stuff because we don't argue about it anymore. I can't remember any of the bad things because he's actually being a parent. But uh, yes, yeah, so I, I know I've given my perspective a thousand times. But Blue, um, back to you. What you've been quiet over there. Oh, I said the ladies do their thing, you know what I mean? West Coast <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> Blue's so stupid. But, yeah, so that's, that's uh, like I said, it seems like we pretty much all agree, you know, that it takes two to raise a child. Hey, hey, what's, the, what's the old term? Oh, it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, yeah, but, you know, nowadays parenting is a little bit different. You know, the, the whole neighborhood ain't raising the kids anymore like they used to back in the day. But at least two, mom and daddy. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much we like to, you know, give credit to grandparents and everything else, which they have been amazing and wonderful, especially mine in my life, but it's, it's really mm-hmm. up to the parents. The parents got to do it. And that's another thing. These young people need to quit getting grandma and grandpa to mediate their problems. Well, you can pick them up from my mama house. Well, I drop them off at your mama house. Stuff like that. That's, that's BS too. Learn how to speak. Y'all spoke very well enough to lay in the bed together. So... Or you may not have said anything at all. It might have just happened. But the point is, <laughs> you communicated enough then, you can communicate to make sure them kids got what they need and have an understanding to not have to deal with a bitter situation between two adults when they're the only kids and that they should be the only children in the situation. Don't add adult children to the situation. So that's my perspective. I'm done. <laughs> there you go. That concludes another episode of He Said, She Said. If you haven't done on so already, um, subscribe to the podcast, The Urban Breakdown, featuring hit shows such as He Says, She Said, Politics, 360 Degrees, and A Black Man's Perspective. Thank you, and be well.
your heartbeat you die Girl, don't you hold those feelings inside I can do better than he can I need to be a man Girl, don't you understand this is the perfect plan And I'm not there hating him It's just the way that he has been Makes me believe you've been mistreated unbelievably Over and over again Tell me why Make you cry Oh, those tears should be from happiness Cause you're blessed, got a new love now So complete that I suggest So high I wanna be down Don't you know that what I say is true So tell me what I gotta do To get next to you Catch him, catch your head over there, and maybe clip you. Oh, you like the way I talk, the way I walk and walk, the way I fucking kiss you, and the way I let cop. Yeah, you heard my word of mouth that I'm a real booty wax. Increase my interest rate, girl. So that ass, I'm a tax that when I lay this dick. I whisper in your ear, all the stupid shit that your bitches love to hear. This position is up, you're gonna have to take a guess. For those who can't, I'm a dude who best. I flip her over on the stomach, I'm a dog or heart. My only intention is to fucking tear that ass apart. Let's do it. Now we ain't making love, it's just a sex to me Got you wanna be my wife, entangled for life 
win two because one, you gotta spit it with another. Bust a fucking nut, nut one, nut two to get me back on hard. Do what you gotta do. Bitches like a psycho, like the motherfucking movie. All the ones that cameo can't start with the booty. Got too many things going on. I'm a world. I see like every bitch I felt wants to be my girl. Yeah, pussy was good, but I told you to jump. I'm just down to get some ass and they bust me a nut. It's not like a trigger, cause it tells you that. It's their own prerogative, they end up on the back. Let's do it. Thank you. 
like, yeah, bet. I gave you directions. You arrived after an hour, so you had a blockbuster tape. We and two old O's. You sat on the couch. You started rolling the blunt. You said the soldier kind of hard. I can't even front. We were laughing and giggling as we watched this tape. I went to put the moves on you, cause I just can't wait. I went to kiss your lips, soft and damn down his tissue. Turn on the radio, playing with Aaron Hall's. I miss you. My other headroom, lay back and relax as I make way to your womb. Took off your Tommy girl shirt, unsnap your brassiere. I bought us a black man condom, so there's nothing to fear. We were kissing and necking, while getting butt naked. If we were relationships right now, show didn't reflect it. Kissing you all over, treasure box getting hot. Diving down below, indulging in your sweet spot. You return the favor and you indulge me. You seem to be over how big my black man boys be. All the kissing and licking. 69 in the dip, please or was another just was about to get Having me feeling so good, me a more poppy With you by my side, I feel no one can stop me, no one can stop me